Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey Geekscapists, welcome to episode 193 of Geekscape. This is your favorite movies, video games, and comic book review show where we also talk about the latest news with a guest. My name is Jonathan London, and every week I get joined by a co-host, if this is your first Geekscape, and the co-host talks about movies or video games or comic books, really whatever excites them. We're here out of excitement and a shared enjoyment of uh, all things geeky. So my guest this week is actor that would be me. Doug, Doug Jones, <laughs> who I think is qualified because you've been in so many geek beloved films right done, done like, my share done like my share. not only i mean you, you're you were in uh, hellboy one and two as abe sapien yeah, was. you were in uh pan's labyrinth as the 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 fawn the fawn and the pale man and then of course you, you in the pale man uh-huh. which creeps you out oh, okay. so badly and then uh silver surfer you played norrin rad i was norrin rad the silver surfer yes. uh-huh and um and what other geek things have we have we noticed you from uh oh you legion legion, legion. More recently, yes. you were the ice cream man I was the ice cream under- man my jaw dropped and, to uh, here my arms grew nah. and even though you were in a small part of this film what was the the remake of wreck uh what quarantine was quarantine yes yes with I was jennifer in the, carpenter. the last three minutes and i terrified uh, i terrorized yeah jennifer carpenter yeah who you guys love from dexter, I, love Quar- from dexter. quarantine great. i thought was a really cool film that, that kind of went under the radar for a lot of yeah. people at the theater and then yeah. you watch it and it's engaging for most of it you know for the whole part you're in it it's it simple and now, if you get motion sickness, it's kind of a handheld, you know, jittery journey, but uh, but it but it does engage you, and you, it has a reality look to it. <laughs> and but by the end of it, um, I'm the last three minutes of the film. I'm the reason the whole problem broke out in the first place. Right. I'm the crazy person that, that set uh, this rabies uh, epidemic into motion, and uh, for my own reasons, to bring down the world. You know, which which you do, which you do. And and instead, it, you just brought down a building. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know, he tried, he tried. Well, you know, well, well you shoot for tried. the moon. You shoot for the moon. Sometimes yeah, you just right. take care. There is a quarantine two coming. I'm not in it, but I but I, I hear there's a come on, there's a part two coming. What what? <laughs> Your legacy continues. <laughs> quarantine two, it broke the quarantine. Yeah, we quarantine broke, broke through the plastic. I don't like know a, what you, a, a cat, <laughs> you know, it, it, the opening is the plastic, and a cat gets out or yeah, something. Yeah. Oh no. <laughs> <laughs> It's all over. It's like that uh, the movie Fallen at the very end. When what the was cat, Fallen? It, it was that uh, Fallen. The the um, I'm bad. With like it. some angel that yeah, the some angel, evil thing. Was, uh, oh yeah yeah. yeah. Uh, the, uh, who was in that movie? Who was in it? Um, Corey. 
Oh, 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 Corey. Corey. Our buddy Corey does a Denzel Washington. Our buddy Corey does a great Denzel Washington. Oh, Fallen. Are you sure? Are you sure? I didn't watch I didn't watch Fallen. If I'm going to watch one of those uh, From Hell and Back, I'm going to watch The Prophecy with Christopher Walken. If I'm, I mean, I hope that you had a great Christmas because now we're discussing all of the movies uh, about the damned. Yeah. Legion. Legion. Did you did you get to meet Tyrese? Oh yeah, yeah. Did you, oh, you. How Tyrese was Tyrese? Gibson. Tyrese Gibson's great. He's <laughs> he's off the charts. Well, you know, he's he's got this whole huge following, and, and he brings like, him to set and everything. Like his I think so. The posse. Show, Do you not shows have a posse? Up. I don't have a posse. <laughs> uh, uh, but but a posse shows up everywhere I go, which are local people that that are that are geeks. Uh-huh. Yeah, you're my posse. <laughs> Thank you for that. Yeah, you know, I, I have the convention, the, the comic book sci-fi convention posse. That's right. that's who I call my peeps. And, and I mean. Mm-hmm. The, the people in Hollywood keep trying to shake that because they keep covering you in just mass amounts of CGI and makeup. Uh, I've been covered in my share of makeup, yes. Yeah. I and now, but, but recently, a couple months ago, hey, a movie came out with just me as me called My Name is Jerry. It's on the DVD. Uh, we were what supposed to be on My Name is Jerry, okay. right? And it's, play, it's on DVD. What it is, is it? I played Jerry, uh, an average white guy, uh, which I am. Uh, uh, and I were going through a midlife crisis, which I've done. Right? And uh, yeah, so it's kind of like this um, this down on his luck uh, loser Jerry. He's a door to door salesman and a dying art of the door to door salesman. Which uh, and and he's... did you ever do that? Did you have you ever sold door to door? I sold Cutco knives. No, you yeah, did. I did. I did. Oh my gosh! I've never yeah. done the door. The only door to door thing I did was campaigning for my dad when he was a politician, <laughs> and I was like a teenager. Oh, that was dreadful. Get off my lawn. Dreadful. Yeah. <laughs> I have a pamphlet for my dad. Oh, <laughs> so you played Jerry, and obviously, as as hard as this work is, you're gonna have a midlife crisis. Oh, you're gonna, you're yeah. gonna no matter what. As a male, you're gonna have a midlife crisis. Right. Because I think what we do in our twenties, we set up like these goals for ourselves. Like when I'm, by the time I'm forty, I'm gonna be. <laughs> Have a butler, a Rolls Royce, a mansion, servants massaging my shoulders. Doug looked up and said, "This isn't the surface of the moon. I'm not an astronaut. Like, what's going? Yes, that's what that's what that's what brings on a midlife crisis. Is I I don't have those things I Mm -hmm. set out to have. And by the end of your midlife crisis, hopefully." He's gone nuts here. <laughs> well, Walt, Walt, Walton's, Walton's uh, laughing because he had I the midnight crisis no, at 15. I have to explain. Um, <laughs> what is wrong, Walton? I've been laughing back here because when you were talking. Well, hold on, hold on, hold on. We got a we got a power outage again. Sorry about that, folks. So, so, so Jerry's coming out on DVD. What's it about? So you have your midlife. So you come crisis. out of your midlife crisis and you realize that at the, at some point that you have everything you need. Uh-huh. That's in my real life. Yeah. I came to that point where it's like, oh, I, you know what? I don't need the Rolls Royce and the servants and the mansion. I it's okay to. I, I have you know a love. I have I have uh, my faith. I have yeah. my family. I have the things that are important. I have. So that's that's what a happy midlife crisis will bring you to. Jerry, so Jerry, <laughs> Jerry has a he has a little tough way getting there, but uh, but he he finds himself reinventing uh, himself with um, uh, like some punk rock kids. Uh, he's discovered music for the first time in his life. He's discovered like a youthful exuberance for the mm-hmm. first time in his life, and that kind of like gives him a reason to live again. And um, and and it, meanwhile, uh, his own daughter he hasn't seen in ten years comes home to live with him. She's about the same age as the kids he's been hanging out with. So there's mm-hmm. this weird like dynamic going on. Uh, and uh, but by the end uh, we come to some conclusion, some yay, Jerry, rock on. You're rooting for Jerry, and I I find myself honestly I hate watching myself, 
but I like watching <laughs> Jerry because he's so endearing, and, right. and you do find yourself rooting for him and, 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 and trying to cheer him on to like, come on, Jerry, make something of yourself here, buddy, would you? And, and did yeah. you, in, in the, what was I going to say, and that, that comes out on DVD in like the it, spring? You know, it came out on DVD already in October. Oh, oh we got to see uh, this. So, uh, uh, now, Netflix says it's available. They say you can put it in your queue, but it's not available yet. It's been going on for months. I have no idea what Netflix's issue is. But you but can find it on Amazon. You can, find it, you can buy it on Amazon, borders.com, deep discount. Discount.com or our distributor OsirisInt.com. OsirisInt. Okay. Yeah. Um, I got to tell you, last Thanksgiving, let me tell you what happened. Uh, last this, Thanksgiving? This, a year this ago? Past, this no, past, this past Thanksgiving. Uh, my wife watches all those chiller theaters and all yep. those masses of horror yeah. and all that stuff. And usually, you know, they only take an hour. And so she knows she's not going to fall asleep. She's going to watch it and have a nice little story. You guys know it because you guys are fans of like masters of horror. And and, yeah. and, the, and it was chiller, right? It's like chiller theater. You guys shot a series of these... Fear itself. Fear itself. It was, was oh yeah, series. it was a series NBC did. It was, it, Masters of Horror, the same producers brought, okay. it, brought it to network television, uh, and it had to be toned down a little bit. And it was for, called for, Fear, itself, Fear itself, and you did this one called Skin and Bones. I did the Skin and Bones episode where I played. <laughs> you played like a like a Montana like uh, you owned a ranch, ranch owner. I was a ranch. He was a owner. ranch owner, but he was a little bit out of his element. You know, you're a wealthy guy and in well, trying to do a country a, thing. Kind of, like, yeah, let's have a ranch. Thing. And you get yourself in a bit of trouble, and it starts out where you you're missing with your group of friends. Mm-hmm. And you stagger in, and there's stuff going on between the, the guy who's running the place and your your two teenage well, the guy sons. Running, the, run, the guy running the place is my brother. Is your brother right? I, right, I right, hired right, him right, on right. as my ranch hand, but he's also ends maybe up, being he yeah, might be the father he, of my children. Yeah, uh, and it so turns out, you're so. missing, and then you stumble in, and you look like you know death, death warmed over. Well, I've lost sixty pounds. You lost sixty pounds in ten days. So <laughs> that's what happens when you get possessed with a Wendigo spirit. I'm just and saying. So he's possessed just, by this Wendigo, <laughs> and the Wendigo spirit is you know you eat. You just want to eat people. You become people. a cannibal. You yeah. become a cannibal. Yeah. So they put you up, and the entire time, this movie is Doug in bed, and they're bringing him food, and he doesn't want anything but flesh, right? Like they're going to eat people, of course. People. Soup isn't going to do it, people is go it? Up, people go up to bring him stuff, and they end up getting killed. And the whole time, <laughs> Doug is like, I'm so hungry. <laughs> and Doug, and Doug, Look at me. I, I'm starving. And his wife goes up there, his kids go up there, and they're like, I don't want to bring soup to the dad. <laughs> and so after a while, he starts terrorizing the family, and they yeah. got to they gotta put him down, right? Yeah. And there's this gross scene where they're going to eat a human and this and that. And he's, yeah, it's, because it's a great scene. I figured out, that my, bro- cool I figured out my brother was stripping the wife, and so I, we had to do away with the brother. And, so and I then made, you're going to eat I him. made the wife cook him. Yes. We <laughs> that, made, a, we made a brother really stew. Cool. <laughs> so I'm going to tell you, Doug, I, I gotta tell you, Geek Escapist. I'm there at Thanksgiving, and we're in Seattle. And, and during Thanksgiving this year, Seattle was just all snowed in, and we're mm. stuck at. at Sounds uh, nice. We're stu- it, it was nice Kinda, for me because yeah. I can always write, but Laura's climbing the walls of her, you know, because it's her mom's Is place. Is she a monkey? <laughs> She's just going nuts. She wants to get out of there. <laughs> And she says, "Oh, the, the, this uh, this horror movie is on on demand, and we got to watch it because she'd watched it months earlier. She mm-hmm. loves you, uh, and, and I love she her. she loves you. And uh, <laughs> and she's like, the one with Doug Jones is on it, and, and so we watch it, right? We watch the Skin and Bones, and there's Doug, and he's got these blackers from eating like gristle of no, human no, beings. No, it was from a frostbite. frostbite. Frostbite, frostbite, yeah. So yeah. he's got these frostbitten black fingers, and right. he's like, I'm so hungry, and he's terrorizing people. <laughs> <laughs> so Thanksgiving, we watched that the night before Thanksgiving. Why would you do that? Because Laura loves." the horror movies there's nothing she loves, we're, we're holidays? She loves it here's the here's the setup that's okay. the setup okay the next day the whole family comes in i got married in may as you guys know so these are all in-laws i've never spent a holiday with uh, first exposure of a jonathan london holiday this is what they get <laughs> laura's mom puts out this plate of black olives right uh, yeah. and so i go about i go about putting them uh, on my finger <laughs> 
Of course you <laughs> I got did. got ten black olives on my fingers. And I go up to the Lord and I go, I'm so, so hungry. I'm doing my best Doug Jones impersonation of a ranger <laughs> with frostbitten fingers possessed by a Wendigo. All right? That's quite an impersonation. <laughs> Happy Thanksgiving. I'm going to the Lord, Doug. Yeah. And I'm going, I'm so hungry. With the, That's yeah. the best Doug Jones he can do? <laughs> I'm just, I'm just trying saying. to make her laugh. Right? And Laura's mom for the end, she goes, how impatient is your husband? Like, she's cooking. Oh, she didn't understand. She Jonathan, understand. I can only cook so fast because I'm sitting I'm so hungry. Well, yeah, have an olive. They're on your finger. It's right there. Oh, bless I, her. I put out snacks. Yeah. Why are you still hungry? Oh, because you're wearing them. She didn't, she didn't get the joke. She, she didn't get it. She was in the other room. She, she couldn't were, see what I was she doing. She had no idea you were when to go, right? No idea you were We had a very Doug Jones Thanksgiving. That's right. I'm, that's right. <laughs> I, I'm very flattered that you would invite me into your home for you Thanksgiving. Are the, I mean, if, if, I had to give my, if I had to give my in-laws any more reason to think that their their newly acquainted brother-in-law is weird, uh, <laughs> that would be uh, yeah. Thank you for that, Doug. Sure, it's my pleasure. <laughs> that should be our Geekscape Thanksgiving special. <laughs> Doug Jones Thanksgiving. We'll make a, we'll make a turducken. <laughs> a turducken. And, 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 uh, well, black, uh, black olives, like, put out as like, uh, I'll take it, but it's not something my family did. Right, right, you right. Know, right. They were inviting disasters. Yeah. But I, I mean, that's a, it could have gotten worse, is all I'm saying. How many languages do you speak? Uh, oh, I speak uh, half of one. I speak Spanish. A, a little bit of English. Oh, yeah. did, did you learn? I, le I learned the Spanish of, of the movie for Pan's, yeah. for Pan's Labyrinth. I learned it uh, not phonetically. I, I, I learned that uh, the language of the movie. I, 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 it was fawn. As the fawn. Yeah. El faunos. He, he, he spoke faunos. mucho, mucho español. Go. But when you Hola. speak, it sounds like so No, muchas gracias. Well, I, I, uh, I learned the Spanish script and the English script together so that I could have a translation, and I broke the sentence structure down and, and got it into my noggin what I was actually saying. Uh, visually. I'm a visual <laughs> learner, so that's how I can memorize this. So the American release didn't necessarily have to be subtitled. Yeah. <laughs> they could right. just well, you, but, you, but you got dubbed. Did they, uh, they, they, they dubbed you? Yeah. I had to get this going yeah. right, though, so they could yeah. dub over Oh, me. right, right. Yeah. And then they dubbed you for the for Summer was, Surfer. I was begging them to dub me for the for Pan's Labyrinth right. because I, I was terrified that I wasn't going to learn the language at all. Like the font, but, I mean, the font doesn't have to speak perfect Sp Spanish. I mean, he's he, a font. Well, well you know, in the end, English. after after going, like, I can't do this. I told Cameron <laughs> the Torah, I cannot do this movie. Uh, he was yes, like, he ah. can. He said, don't count to ten for all I get. We'll dub over it later. So, uh, so I was like, okay, well, maybe they can't. So I didn't want to have my mouth going one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. Uh, uh, so I needed to learn the Spanish. And by the time I was done with the movie, everybody told me that my Spanish was flawless and that uh, my accent wasn't American. They didn't quite know where I was from, which mm -hmm. would have been like appropriate for the fawn from this yeah. other underworld yeah. place. So, uh, but anyway, but I think the voiceover worked in that uh, very, very well. Uh, it does not always work for me. Now, in, in a foreign language, I'm right. happy to be dubbed over. That's just fine. <laughs> Uh, um, now you, uh, your voiceover work—you did the animated Hellboy stuff. I did. I did. I did. You and did the, the last Save Save too. And, and, and Hellboy two. And Hellboy two. I did Save Save. Did the animated stuff? Is that what kind of pushed you over the edge? They said we don't really need the voiceover the second time. It was a combo platter. They didn't need the voiceover the first time. And David Hyde Pierce himself said that. Bless yeah. his heart. Thank uh, you, David. Uh, he uh, when he was brought in to, to dub over me as the celebrity name person, they were wanted to tie to that character. I wasn't. I was nobody back then. Nobody had seen the uh, olives. In nobody the, had seen right, right. that. They didn't, later, they didn't know that, that was later. becoming a, a household name. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, so I'm so hungry. I mean, I could have done that. I could have done yeah. the olives. He's been in Academy Award nominated films, and you're like, the olives. Uh, the olives. Yeah. It's the olives that put you over. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. I mean, no, no, that's, that's, I'm going to be about all, it. All, uh, forever emblazoned in people's minds. Only on Thanksgiving. 
No, no, no. <laughs> As a holiday favorite. Your idea of the Silver Surfer is a guy in a surfer going... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, but to, to answer your question, uh, uh, David Hyde Pierce kind of pulled back and was like, I don't know why I'm here when he heard my original performance right. in his ear. Um, uh, he went ahead and dubbed over uh, like he was hired to do, did a great job. I, I, I love his performance. He, he did great, but, you know, it was not my favorite thing to be dubbed over anyway in English. You right. Know, when, uh, uh, when I felt like I gave a performance that was more than suitable. And the Silver Surfer, I mean, did you know going in you were going to get... That, well, I did not know that, no. Uh -huh. um, um, but, anyway, but, but the Hell, Hellboy situation, they, uh, when they had the... I was told by Guillermo del Toro that I would be able to, do, um, to voice Abe Sapien as well in Hellboy 2 if we got the chance to make one. Mm -hmm. That was, he told me during the phone call when he said, we got David I. Pierce voiced over you. It was a kind of a studio decision, marketing, you know. He apologized and all that, yeah. It's and awkward. Yeah. Yeah, it was. It was awkward. I mean, yeah. it was a horrible phone call for, for him to have to make. But bless his heart, he did. <laughs> so, uh, uh, but in the meantime, the animated couple, couple of films came out. So, what do you do with that? Like uh, the voice that, that they would tie with the character from the first movie would be David Hyde Pierce, wouldn't it? So, um, so uh, they offered it to him first, and he politely declined because he was pretty much done with that concept because he liked me by now. We never met, but he was he was very respectful to me and very sweet. So. That's when they offered the the voice of the animated Abe Sapien to me, and that kind of was a great transition piece to do Hellboy Sword of Storms and Hellboy Blood and Iron mm -hmm. uh, to get my voice into the noggin of the fanboys that would be, thank you, by the way, uh, for accepting me. Um, and then so by the time Hellboy 2 came, then that original idea of having me voice Abe Sapien as well was already underway. You know, the, the voice had already cool. been established. Uh, and David I. Pierce and I don't sound that much different from each other, especially... There's not really yeah. why. Yeah. Why did he not do it? The first nobody, time? nobody was quite <laughs> sure why this. But it was, a, it was a studio marketing decision. Yeah, you and get, that's you it. And name so, in so there to answer your stuff. question about the Silver Surfer, same thing. Same thing. Uh, yeah, you yeah, can get Lawrence Fishburne in there. They did because yeah. he was Morpheus for crying Morpheus. out loud. The uh, geeks will love him. We're gonna let you know now. We are having Larry Fishburne voice over you. Uh, On this. Oh yeah, yeah. Okay. Larry Fishburne. Uh, yeah. Because that's people think, you know. Yeah. And again, Lawrence, Lawrence Fishburne, brilliant actor. Yeah. They'll love him madly. But I, but again, yeah, just as as an actor, you don't want to see part of your performance taken away. So yeah. I, I didn't, I didn't enjoy that part of it. But uh, now, when I do parts now, uh, that's I, I try to make that a part of my contract that it will not happen. So, uh, so I'm, I, I would, I don't want to be known as Dub Jones. What's sad is that, yeah, yeah, the, yeah. The, the, the tough thing is that it's happened to you enough to where you actually make that pun, and well, it's like. It's happened to me in, in English language movies right. twice. Right. Uh, uh, it's happened um, just for the first Hellboy and Silver Surfer. It's happened on Pan's Labyrinth because it needed to. Right. It happened on a French movie I did last year called Gainsbourg, The Heroique. Uh -huh. which, uh, about uh, Serge Gainsbourg? About Serge Gainsbourg. Oh, uh, he made a great, that, that love song. Singer-songwriter yeah. icon. Je t'aime. Uh, from uh, from the 60s, 70s, mm -hmm. he was a huge name. He's like Dean Martin, Frank Sinatra, huge uh, in Europe. And uh, so we did a, a life story of his, and uh, directed by Joan Svar. He's a brilliant um, comic book artist who did his first. That's cool. Uh, he did a, a comic book. For those of you who are purists, you might know The Rabbi's Cat. The Rabbi's Cat has been translated into several languages around the world. Uh, Joan then uh, directed and wrote his first film, being uh, Serge Gainsbourg. And I. Since it's written by a comic book guy, he did a biography piece on this on Serge Gainsbourg with a fantasy element to it, and this is where I came in. I played Serge Gainsbourg's alter ego. Oh wow! I was this 
cartoon looking character that came to life in his mind so that only he could see and talk to me and but I saw also interacted with everybody around so it was like motion capture that you had to no, do no, I was wearing a full wearing prosthetic full, oh, makeup wow. with mechanics and the eye, eyebrows and all it was a huge and I, uh, Serge Gainsbourg for those of you who don't know he looks like you can look him up on the web or net since you're on the web right now yeah. uh, uh, large nose yeah. large, large ears uh, not what you would call a classically handsome man but something so sexy about him because he had this well that song was banned for a very long time it was steamy yeah. exactly so uh, you you know because it was in Full Monty remember Full Monty like when yeah. they were when they were rehearsing they put that song on I think oh is that right no, it wasn't Full Monty. It's in a, it's in a, it's in a pretty popular film. Uh, don't look at me. I'm, yeah. I'm, uh, sensuality. Most of our, our listener or viewers think. What movie was that in? It was in a pretty popular movie. Like yeah. a, a funny scene. No, it's a, yeah, and he had a, he had a very high publicized mm -hmm. uh, affair with Bridget Bardot, mm -hmm. and uh, so he's he's quite a quite an icon. Uh, so, but anyway, but I. I wore the, he I saw the, what they had me looking like. My nose came out to here, huge nose, ears out to here. So I was I was everything he hated about his own face. Right. Uh, so uh, when I appeared, he I was his muse. I inspired his art, but I also was the bane of his existence. He hated me me around, but he had to have me. It's around. like an internal Cerno de Bergerac. Yes. Type thing. Exactly. And, and so uh, that's interesting. I gotta see this movie. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's called Gainsbourg v Heroic, which uh, is uh, a, a Gainsbourg, life heroic. A life heroic. And uh, and it's it's already played in in uh, Europe and uh, Great Britain, um, and is now coming out on DVD in Great Britain soon. Uh, I think in January. Uh, and uh, here in the states, haven't seen it yet. I uh, just saw so uh, Universal Pictures had a tie to it, so mm -hmm. hopefully Focus Features might yeah. be bringing it to us. Hope so. If anyone's from there, please for the James love of James Sheamus. Can you guys put that out, please? Yeah. Doesn't but James Sheamus still run Focus Features? Ang Lee's producing partner? Let's go, James. Go. From one of your former <laughs> students at Columbia. Let's go yeah, get that thing go. out here. Please. Yes, I hope so. Um, guys, let's talk about a movie that did come out uh, this past Christmas. I hope everybody had a good holiday. But we went to see True Grit. And True Grit was this movie that my wife was just looking forward to so much. She loves westerns. Mm -hmm. And True Grit, I, I was really looking forward to it because it was... It felt like a thin year, but then again, you have these great movies. You have Social Network, you have 127 Hours, you have uh, Toy, Story Toy Story 3, you have the Black Swan. I like The Fighter. I still have to see King's Speech, but True Grit was the one that had a bit of like, a stellar cast, the Coen brothers. You knew it was going to be in contention for just a phenomenal Wasn't film. something embarrassing? Every title you mentioned, yeah. I haven't seen one of them. Not horrible. You got to get to the movies. Oh my god! I recommend. I recommend uh, 100, 127 hours in Black Swan. Really put you through an emotional. James Franco is one of my one of my favorite actors of all. That time. movie yeah. is so visceral and just you yeah. get so physically invested in the movie. Yeah. I was in knots yeah, yeah, for a couple yeah, yeah. hours after that film. All right. Do you, think, do you smell an Oscar for James Franco? Do you? I do. I do. Or a nomination, anyway. Uh, definitely a nomination. You know what's funny is he was the highlight of one of the worst movies this year. What was that? Eat, pray, love. Eat, pray, love. I did not see he the Eat, pray, now love. Now that one I did see. <laughs> Doug. Doug is not. I'm married to a woman who likes to see chick flicks. I'm Are you serious? So, um, yeah. Doug should actually be on our other podcast. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> the, the girl geek. We, thing. we have another podcast. It's like geeks, it's a little more girl centric. Oh, uh, okay, yeah. And, they would love uh, me over there. <laughs> well, 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 I co-host that. So well, take her, take her to see the movie because because the the protagonist of this movie is a 14 year old girl and the opening in, in, uh, in True Grit no True Grit in True Grit the movie opens and I just love the Coen brothers because they work with the with the, the medium so well and the opening is yes. this little flicker and you feel like you're watching an old film it's a flicker mm -hmm. and it's really just the dissolve opening up on the first shot of light pouring through um, a window and there's a dead person in front of these steps and then you see a horse thief race off in the forefront, in the forefront, mm. you know, forefront of the frame, 
And you hear the, the girl's voice and she says, my father was killed by someone who was helping him transport ponies from somebody he'd purchased ponies from. And in this little voiceover over this flickering image, you get the whole setup of the film. Her father was killed by someone who stole two gold pieces from him and murdered from somebody he hired to help him. Murdered him after getting drunk at a card game, took gold pieces, and now he, he went and is holed up with a gang of, of ruffians in Indian territory. You meet the 14-year-old girl in the next scene as she comes to claim the, the body or identify her father's body to be shipped back to uh, Arkansas, where, where she's from, and she's got revenge on her mind. She wants to hire a bounty hunter or a sheriff's marshal to go out and, and hunt down this, this thief, played by James Brolin. And when you see, or Josh Brolin, Josh Brolin, his son, when you see Josh Brolin in this movie, he does such a great job. It is not Josh Brolin from No Country for Old Men. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's, he's, I mean, every performance in this movie is strong. Yeah, is this the, same, is this the John Wayne perform- the character it, it, from the original? That's what they say, but this is more based on the book. Also, I, it's not, I guess, it's not I like guess, a remake of the movie. True then. Grit, the John Wayne version was such a variation from the book that the Coen brothers said, we're going to do a film that's really close to the book. Uh, okay, and supposedly okay. this is it, and so she. I didn't know there was a book. No, it, it's a book, and and, and and I guess I guess bad Western books become really good Western movies, and vice uh, yeah, versa. Like, okay, right. And so what, so what happens is she goes and finds this drunkard who's played by um, Jeff Bridges, and mm. he is this sheriff's marshal. He plays the drunkard well, just, doesn't he? he does. He's one-eyed and he, he's over <laughs> it. He doesn't want to do it, and she con- she kind of like. She's really good at manipulating people and talking people in, in, into doing things. Ah, uh, and so she hires him. And there's a Texas Ranger after this guy as well, after Josh Boland's character as well. And that's played by Matt Damon. Mm. And so this Texas Ranger and this, and this Sheriff's Marshal, they're going to go off after, after this guy. And she tags along. They don't want her to tag along, but she tags along. And, uh, and now you've got this 14-year-old girl and these two guys who are competing against each other to impress, you know, to, to get this bounty. And they're going to hunt down Josh Brolin's character, and they go through a series of pretty intense events out here in the middle of the uh, of the wilderness. The dialogue in the movie is awesome. It really paints a picture of the entire uh, world. It's not one of these modern spoken westerns like Tombstone, where everybody looks fabulous. People look dirty. Whoever did the special effects on the teeth, phenomenal. Barry Pepper's in the film. It took me five minutes to realize it was him. Really? When you see Barry Pepper in this film, you're going to. I mean, his eyes are really what tell, what say it, and a little bit of the nose. Yeah. But man, they did such a great job on his teeth yeah. that it's phenomenal. Yeah. And that was just 120 years ago, you know folks. The trick, you know the trick for the teeth. <laughs> you know the trick for the teeth. What is the trick on the teeth? A t- there's a tobacco. Black there's a tobacco oh. brush. Black olives. <laughs> there's a tobacco brush on. You can get uh-huh. it at a, like some place like Cinema Secrets. Okay. Yeah, and it's like got tobacco stains on a brush. It's like a like whiteout. You know, the same mm-hmm. kind of a thing. And you go, you dry your teeth before you paint it on, and you let it dry. And then there you look like. You well, look the thing like with gross. this dog is, is when you see a couple of those teeth, they they're missing? they're chipped, they're missing, yeah. they're grown into each other. Yeah. I mean, this, this, these dentures were incredible. Barry Pepper going across, they can't see what. Yeah, I'm yeah. Doing. There's a scar <laughs> like a, a cleft lip yeah, scar. And, and like the teeth kind of go with it. Did you see? Uh, did you realize really? who that was when he showed up on screen? Wow. It took me. It took me a couple minutes. I, I didn't like know he was in the movie. Barry Pepper, I think, is one of probably not the most underrated, but he he doesn't get quite as much credit as being. Such a dynamic actor. I didn't know he was in the movie. Very, very he's intense. He's wonderful. What, 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 what has he been in recently? Though? Battlefield Earth. You like the movie. 
<laughs> oh no 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 no! I did see that. I did see that. I did see that. Oh and I laughed. I laughed all the way through. Hilarious. We're working backwards. It was. But 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 you know him from Saving Private Ryan. Of course, that's where we all heard about him the first time. He did the Twenty Fifth Hour with Ed Norton. Oh, the Spike Lee movie. Very powerful. Okay. Okay. The 25th hour. I well, every performance in True Grit is solid. And, yeah. the, and okay. the movie, awesome. it's not one of these movies like Inception where uh, you really have to be... Uh, I saw Inception. Yeah, yeah. Inception oh! was great. But, but you know how, how at the end of the movie, you really have to be tied into the bottom of the... You know, the movie is is something that works on so many levels that you have to keep all these plates spinning at once. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When yeah, this, yeah. this movie really is a girl who she shows up to identify her father, mm-hmm. finds out that she has a chance to maybe hire someone to go after him. And the movie really goes A to B to C to D. By the time you get to Y or Z, you realize that you've been put through such a ringer just going through the steps of revenge that you're in such a different place. And yeah. that's really the, the cool thing about the arc of this film and this character. And the, several of the characters, I mean, the three main characters uh, that go on this little quest to uh, find the, this killer. Um, and things just get more and more complicated, but it's told so plainly and so simply. The so, Coen so brothers a, are so A clean. brain like mine can follow this? Doug, it, yeah. is, it is told so economically and okay. so well, uh-huh. you're engaged every moment of this film. Because all, right. all she has to do is get enough money to hire him. Then all she has to do is convince him to hire. You know, every every step of the way, she only has one more thing to do. Right. By the end of it, she's gone on such a journey. It's really a well done movie. Oh, okay, best, okay. Baby steps. Easily best script of the year. The dialogue, the wow. performances, best script of the year. Sure. I still like 127. Do you smell hours. an Oscar in there or something? Absolutely. For writing, All, or, uh, the writing's phenomenal. Maybe. Best adapted screenplay, I guess, is what you would do with this. Mm. One. Really quickly, I'd like to throw in Jeff Bridges. He won the Oscar last year for Crazy Heart. Mm-hmm. But through that movie, I still felt like, that's Jeff Bridges. Uh-huh. You know, in all of Jeff Bridges' roles, for the most part, I see Jeff Bridges. Okay. This time, I did not see Jeff Bridges. Wow. I saw Rooster. I didn't Rooster Cockburn. Rooster Cockburn. Right. I lost Jeff Bridges entirely. Mm-hmm. Like, I, that's I, awesome. At some point, I was just like, I, I stopped recognizing it as being Jeff Bridges. I was just kind of like getting into it. And I'm like, barely noticing at the end. I'm like... Dialogue's fantastic, Doug. Yeah, you got yeah. I would see this movie. If your wife doesn't like the intense moments, maybe go see it with some buddies. But this movie has so many great moments. I love going to a matinee by myself. I really do. Mm. Just like yeah, sit there, but you don't have to worry about like. Yeah, you, know, you don't have to worry about that. Yeah, I like. I like going with my wife. The Vista. Sunset yeah. Junction, six fifty. Mm-hmm. All afternoon. What seriously? Yeah. yeah. You know the Vista over there? No. Yeah, the Vista's at, at, at where Sunset, Sunset and Hollywood expire into each other and just become oh, Sunset. Over towards Silver Lake? Yeah, over towards Silver Lake. Uh, oh, the Vista. Oh, that yeah, old the Vista. Yeah, the old, yeah. the old Vista. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 650. 650. Yeah. Even yeah. like 415, like the 4 o'clock show. Really, really, really. Not just that first show. And they're, they're showing current releases. Uh, yeah. They, they only have one screen. That's where you saw They, they only have one screen, so you got to find out if it's the movie. But Is it that? Oh, right, right. We like going to Marina Del Rey where there's nobody and you can just walk up on like opening day and get a ticket. Because sometimes you got to come. The Grove, I can't go to the Grove. The Grove is, is, a, is a scene. I can't go to the Grove for any reason myself. Yeah. It's, <laughs> it's such a scene. I know. Yeah, yeah, you know? It is. I have the wrong shoes. Yeah, <laughs> right, it, it is. Yeah, a, yeah, yeah. You get dressed up to go to the Grove, yeah, which is yeah, silly. Yeah, yeah. Um, let's, I don't want to go to ArcLight because I don't like to tweet. Oh, the arc light. I meant the arc light. Yeah, the arc light's uh, you know so expensive. That's where we went to see the fighter. That's expensive. Expensive. It's a movie for crowd. Sixteen bucks. Right. Um, Tweet that. Well, and and I'm paying for two. You know, I love going to see movies with my wife. By the way, by the way, I love the Twitter. Can we talk about that? Yes, I. We follow each other on the Twitter. Doug and I. We do. That's how I know that Doug. How was your performance Friday night? 
You sang I for sang at my church for church, Christmas yeah. Eve. Thank you. I rocked it. <laughs> what did you have to sing? I, I did uh, Mary Did You Know, made popular by my friend Michael English. Uh-huh. And uh, then I did uh, did uh, a medley. Oh, a medley. It was uh, uh, some blossom snow through the uh, led into uh, uh, come let us adore him and, and oh oh holy night. How many people? I mean, it was you by yourself, or did you have some people solo, doing some baby. harmonies? Solo with some backup tracks. Yeah, yeah. you know, yeah, like that. Play it. <laughs> But, but, you let yeah. yourself go, but but I mean this uh, Jerry. We, when you're, are you performing punk rock in the in, in uh, Jerry? Jerry does not perform punk rock. Okay. He appreciates music. Okay. Yeah, in the, in the my name is Jerry. You guys, you know what? If you actually guys, if you guys go on Netflix and look up Jerry, my name is my name is Jerry. My name is Jerry. Yes. My name is Jerry. If you go up and look on, if it's if it's not available on Netflix, it yeah. sounds like it's in a limbo. If it's, it's not, in limbo on Netflix. If it's not available on Netflix, but you say you want to request it, the same right. way you put anything in your queue. If you put it in your queue. Netflix will be like, okay, we really need to yeah, kick some butt. We that, need to get that, this thing that going. That will up the ante. And yeah. they'll, 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 they'll a lot of my buddies who are it. indie filmmakers had their movies in limbo at Netflix. Does Netflix and do this a lot? Do they, they, yeah, they it, say, it, we'll take you, but we're not going to commit just yet? We're not going to... Eh, Is that what they do? There's not enough interest yet for them to financially invest in it. To think, buy enough so, copies to make yeah, it or whatever, yeah. So... Yeah. Did you find an appreciation of punk rock yourself making up my industry? I, uh, well, I, I, are you a rocker? <laughs> I'm not really a, are you a rocker? rocker. I mean, I no. think the question is, are you a rocker? <laughs> <laughs> but hey, I, there was one scene though where I do, I do throw a CD in the player at back at home again. Jerry's by himself uh-huh. in my living room, and I got to choreograph the whole thing myself and just let loose with a sleeveless, uh, tight pants on. It's like Jerry finding himself. Get to Netflix right no, now. No, I'm Did serious. You hear what he just said? I'm, you- <laughs> I'm serious. And, you know, I had I had to kind of find that space where uh, the director Morgan Mead uh, he wrote that scene in there for me so that I could like let uh, let the Doug Jones limbs right. loose. But by the same token, I didn't want to be coordinated Doug Jones right. because he's Jerry. He's an awkward middle-aged fella in the Midwest somewhere. So I wanted to give him an awkward uh, uh, rawness about mm-hmm. him, but yet still give you a little bit of tomfoolery. So mm-hmm. I think I pulled it off. Cool. I think yeah. I it My off. name is Jerry. My name is Jerry. Get on that Netflix. My name is Jerry. Uh, can we talk about one of our geek favorite directors, Kevin Smith? Do you know? Oh, wow. I mean, he, he I've has never met him, but we've... We've, we've we had him on our first podcast, the yeah. podcast we did before Geekscape. Would love to have Kevin back, but Kevin just he shot this movie, uh, Red State, on the Red, and it's about I guess conservative Christians in like a red state, but they're like oh, what yeah. is it? It's like scary. It's like fundamentalist. It's fun. Christians. Oh, it's fundamentalist. It's like, and it's more like uh, what's that church? And they protests. kidnap people. Oh, uh, Westboro Baptist. It's kind of like a Westboro Baptist thing, and they kidnap people, and like they're the religion that give decent religion a bad name. (laughs) And this is uh, this movie, Red State. The trailer is up on the Geekscape website. He shot it on the red, and it is such a different kind of Kevin Smith that I'm really interested in seeing this movie. It is handheld. He's taking kind of some of the more recent language from. From uh, from HD, you know, shot horror movies, the handheld horror movies. He's kind of taking that language and injected it with, so, you know, it, it feels like he's injecting his filmmaking with a new energy. Mm-hmm. And right as he's, you know, these rumors about him not doing any more movies and this and that, I'm like, dude, as soon as he makes a movie that has like some really cool energy injected into it, man, I I'm into it. You guys have to go to the website and look at this trailer. I'm uh, trailer trashy. Does, yeah. does it say when it's going to be coming out? It comes out in the March, doesn't it? March? Uh, late February. Late February, March. early March. Okay, okay. Um, awesome. Actually, huh. that, I didn't think he had the potential to make a sports movie because his next movie is uh, hockey. Somebody. It's like a hockey movie? It's a hockey movie, and I didn't think he had the potential, but seeing 
that trailer, I'm like, oh, he can change up. Mm-hmm. He can maybe maybe he can do a sports movie. This might be interesting. And I really like I love Slapshot, and that's what he's saying his his inspiration is is, is Slapshot. That's the so, Paul Newman movie. Yes. Okay. Uh, so if if I can get a Slapshot that has Kevin Smith humor and some good good hockey action, yeah. I'll be happy. And that trailer gives me a little bit of hope that he can vary up his. Uh, I was mm-hmm. sad when he passed on the Green Hornet. Like he had Green Hornet, and I think he the action elements of it and the big production elements of it, and knowing that like he passed on Green Hornet, and I was sad because I, I want to see a, a filmmaker continuing to push himself forward in this and that. Even if you know what you're going to argue did that slightly shady thing though, where what instead he of just letting the Green Hornet movie come out and stand on its own, they he took his script and sold it to a comic book company. And they put out a comic book recently. It's of his Kevin Smith's Green Hornet, and I'm just like, you couldn't wait it's for fun. the movie. You know what? Yeah. He's gonna make. Yeah. Don't don't wait for the movie to come out. It, it, get get some money off of the hype. It's like the next thing we're gonna see is Kevin no. Smith releasing Kevin Smith's Superman. No, it's fine. It's fine. I read Kevin Smith's Superman script, and we are very happy that that movie just wasn't very. It just wasn't right. That movie wasn't right. So Kevin, we're looking forward to this movie. I'm looking forward to it. This Spider-Man Broadway. Another. Uh, this actor got <laughs> injured. This actor got injured. Like, this broke his neck. It's the yes. fourth yeah, problem with the Spider-Man. Bro- now, who do you? What do you think the problem is? I, I think Doc Ock might be the problem, or possibly the Sandman, or the Jackal. The Sinister Six has knocked out the actors. Well, no, no, no. You know what? You know what? I scratch, scratch what I said. I actually think Mysterio, who has a background in the theater, <laughs> may be the villain. Who's what? It was probably a sandbag that dropped on somebody in the backstage. What are you talking about? Sand, sand. That's the sandman. <laughs> no, no. It's the sand. Oh, it's not just the sandman. Sand that's the sandman. <laughs> I think I pegged it. I um, I have a problem. Uh, no, yes, you yeah, do. I have a yes, serious problem. Do. I'm 32 years old, and when something in the real world happens, the line blurs. Just blurs, and I start thinking, what villain is at the heart of this? <laughs> he just sees Spider-Man. And it's like I have to put an end to it. I and think it's Sam Raimi. You think it's Sam Raimi? <laughs> just in a Mysterio costume. <laughs> Take me off, Spider-Man. No, 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 no. <laughs> Spider-Man. This is sad. I mean, you know what? I do want to see this production. It, I saw this uh, YouTube video with like, like the behind the scenes, like the 60 Minutes did a thing on it. Oh, really? How'd it look? I'm just curious. Like, the buzz is so huge, I have to see it. As a huge Spider-Man fan, I'm just curious to see it. I would it, like you to have seen Cirque du Soleil do it. It's not strict to Soleil? No. They could, they could have pulled off this bit uh, with, with better than no anybody. Injuries. Thank you. Oh, right? do you think that's a problem? Do you think they cheapened? <laughs> I mean, they should have just hired the pros. could have gone in, made a beautiful production. Get some rags and people hanging from them and spinning, and you're. Yeah, I, I'm done. Yeah, I'm done. Yeah. A guy flipping. And yeah, I, that's all I need. You know. Doug, you mainly do cinema. Did you, you do theater at any point? You started uh, as like a, as a mime. Yeah, did you I ever did. do ballet or any of this? Never did. No, never did, uh, did any kind of uh, choreographed, trained dance. I do freestyle Dougie dance. Oh, okay. like the Dougie? Okay. <laughs> the Dougie? When he got the Dougie? No. <laughs> I watched that video on how to do the, the Dougie. Yeah, and, and it's like there wasn't a whole lot to it. It was just like uh, a you just do that. It's, it's kind of giant. Well, there's a lot. I to guess it. I do do that. Well, Dougie. think about it, Doug. Someone like me, there's a lot to it. Okay. <laughs> Potential for injury runs a little high. Someone yeah. like you, who's made a profession out of yeah. uh, body control, mm. you know, it's not a lot, not a lot to it. Think about it. Think oh, about it. I, 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 I've got that. You this, don't have uh, the shake weight. Yes, yes, I have the shake weight. I have the shake I weight. I love you. I almost uh, smashed my my face in with the shake Just weight. Just doing this. That's a problem. Yeah, that I, I was trying to recreate lifelike gestures. Oh, for crying I'm out kidding, Doug. Uh, actually, this is a new product. See that little bear on the my blue, uh, the blue bear? Yeah, see that. 
I had to get this. Listen. Okay, toss it. Toss give it, it to toss me now. It. Give it to me now. Uh, hold on, hold on. Walton, please. Okay, I was at a buddy's Christmas party last weekend. Nick Scown, he's been on the couch before. He's a, he's a pretty good filmmaker. He's a really good filmmaker. He's got a, a feature coming up. And um, I see this thing under the tree. And it's this little bear. And his was pink, but I, I was like, where'd you get it? Nicolo, uh, Toys R Us. So I went out to Toys R Us and got this thing. It's called a Singamajig. Singamajig. And uh oh. Uh -oh. Here's the here's what I first noticed. Here's what I first noticed. It's got this uh, Ooh, DSL, mouth, yeah. this dick sucker's lip mouth. Oh. I mean, if I can be is so that, crass. Is that what DSL honestly, means? DSL, I DSL, see. yeah. Your internet service provider when they say DSL. Uh, so it's got these this DSL going on. And the thing is, hi. it says hi, right? Yes, it did. And there's a, a I went to Toys R Us and there's a, oh, it's got it, it's got it. I go to Toys R Us, Doug, and it's got several of these DSL bears, right? And they're all together and... They harmonize, right? That's it. No, no, don't leave yet. <laughs> it talks to you. So you get it to sing, right? And look, yeah. look at it when it sings. Are ready for this Geekscape? It's as if there weren't enough blowjob jokes on this little bear. Is that not horrible? Look, look at this. Dog. That's what it sings. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's horrible. And so you get a couple of that's horrible. <laughs> this is not for children. It's not. <laughs> And that's what they call it a Hummer. Oh. <laughs> hey, Doug, I think he wants to sing to you. Ah. <laughs> what are we teaching the children with these toys? It's a friendly bear. So, 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 so we were going to this event. Uh, we're friends with this actor. who I, I used this actor in a web series a couple years ago named James Liu. He's a stunt. He's been in every movie. Yeah. Every stunt movie. He's doubled for so many guys. Bye, bye. He's, uh, he was with Van Damme and Time Cop and all this. Yeah. He has a dinner every year to, to raise... Uh, like a children's, uh, he gets a bunch of toys, it's a toy drive for kids, and so he has this dinner every year. And so we go to this dinner, and there are people like Don the Dragon Wilson, and uh, uh, who else is there? Black Dynamite, Michael J. White is there. Yeah. And all these, all these fighters and stunt people. And so I go to Toys R Us, not only to get this, but to get some toys for the toy drive. Sure, and Laura sees this and she says, you're not going to bring the thingamajig and give it to, to a kid? And I go... Oh no, no, that is mine. The DSL bear, it stays. That is a that is a permanent fixture in the uh, Jonathan Geek office. No, no, tell Doug what you couldn't find at Toys R Us. What were you looking oh, for? Oh, uh, a blow dart. A, a, a family friend of ours, I convinced him I was a ninja hired by the government you, and that I was a master of the blow dart. And he says, can you give me a blow dart? And I said, well, let me find Let me ask the president, which basically was buying me time to try and find a toy blow no, dart no, 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 wait, wait. for a kid. They believed you. Yeah. I'm very convincing. Go when on. I put olives on my when yeah. I put olives on my hands. Somebody hasn't met Super Someone yeah, yeah, hasn't. Yeah. Oh, you haven't oh. seen my thespian side. Right. I'm. I got time. I got time. <laughs> so, so Doug, I uh, I go to Toys R Us and I say, "Do you guys? You know, I figure like there's a Nerf blow dart. So I said, "Do you guys have blow darts?" And the guy goes, "That's a weapon." <laughs> and I said, "I mean, so is a gun. You guys have Nerf guns?" And he goes, "We don't have a blow dart, man." And I said. Do you have a samurai sword or shurikens? I'm building a junior league of assassins, and the dude didn't know I was laughing. I was joking, joking. until he. And then Walton over here just goes, "Try Big Five, the sporting goods store." Right. So I got a sporting goods store. Those are like real weapons. Yeah. No blow darts. No blow darts. I just wanted something he could like shoot marshmallows out of or something. You know, those little they had crossbows. Little they had cross. I'm not gonna give a kid a crossbow. You put little balls right? no, on it. Tell me, Chewbacca. No, 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 I'm not doing that. I'm not doing. A, I'm not turning this kid into a, a monster. Um, <laughs> Chewbacca cries. 
Yeah. Guys, l let me pause real quick and let, let's remind you guys to vote in the Geekscape Awards. There's only a couple days left to vote for the favorite uh, moments from 2010, your favorite films, your favorite TV shows, your favorite comics, mm. and moments from this show. Favorite co-host, favorite episode, favorite moment, which the DSL bear might be. <laughs> now, oh, oh, if, if what, we're talking about favorite TV shows of the year, yeah. Nick Swardson's Pretend Time on it's Comedy craziness. Central. Is it just craziness? I'm, I'm, I'm on that show, you know. What do you do? I'm a series regular on Nick Swardson's Pretend Time. I play Gay Robot. Now, how, <laughs> are you covered up again? I haven't seen it. So, Nick Swartzen voices this. Oh, okay. Nick we got to find you something where you're not covered up. Ah, it's all right. But I'm in a, in a boxy, like, robot thing. Uh, uh, Nick Nick created the character for, uh, during his stand-up act uh -huh. uh, and whatnot, and it's hilarious. Uh, it's a really bad boy, uh, you know, bathroom humor show. It is. So, if you like that kind of thing, yeah, we, I'm we, assuming we, I'm we talking to the right a, people. We just brought DSL Bear on the show. Oh, yes, yeah. And I'm apologizing. <laughs> yeah. Give it a decent review on the site. So anyway, so all the gay robots sketches are mine. So if you're, if you're voting, you know, for TV show, yeah. consider. Gay robot. Yeah, I'm not going to. Gay robot. <laughs> right now might be a good opportunity to, uh, we talked recently to Guillermo del Toro. Did you? At the VGAs. Oh, right, we have that footage. And, uh, oh, he yeah. actually lobbied for a film for movie of the year, Scott Pilgrim. Oh yes, he did so, like that. So he did right like that. now might be a good quick quick time to, to show them that. There you go, guys. Here's Guillermo del Toro putting in his vote for Scott Pilgrim at the VGAs. Let's get uh, your comments on Scott Pilgrim on video. Uh, yeah. I, I, how do you feel about it? I love Scott Pilgrim. I think that it was uh, narratively a really bold, inventive, fresh way of telling a story. You know, one of the oldest uh, stories in the world. But I think that uh, Edgar. Edgar has um, a great pulse and a great style for telling that story, and I, I fell in love with the movie. And what do you have to say to anybody who didn't see it? Anybody that didn't see it is a motherfucker. Oh, isn't Guillermo awesome? Yeah, how long? I mean, you were friends from Mimic. Right? We met in, on Mimic in on 1997. Mimic. Are, are neither of you guys are friends with uh, Miss Sorvino anymore? Like, like was she in that movie? Like, I, never, I never met Miss Sorvino. You didn't? I, I was brought into... Oscar winner? Oscar winner. Mm -hmm. uh, I was brought into the movie, uh, and she was a doctor in that movie. I just want to let you know that. Uh, anyway, uh, but... but um, I feel like so. a team of, of scientists like, <laughs> like, like uh, Miss Sorvino and Denise Richards. Denise yeah. Richards? If you're not young and model pretty, then you can't be a doctor, the obviously. <laughs> uh, anyway, so, but, uh, no, they shot that film in Canada, and I was brought in for reshoots here in L.A., uh -huh. because the Canadian actor that played the, the Long Johns up there could not work in the mm. States. That's where I came from. So, I did, like, three days, and that... I lucky break. It was a lucky break, because I, 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 Guillermo, that was his first uh, American big studio feature film, and it was kind of like... Uh, we hit it off, and uh, mm. and then uh, then Hellboy came around five years later, and he remembered me, and there was love, and ah, it goes on. Do you know? Uh, do you read the comics, the BPRD comics at all with the Ape Sapien? I love them. I yeah, actually love them. Yeah. I actually enjoy them as yeah. much, sometimes more than. I mean, they they got Duncan Fingretto doing the Fingretto doing the artwork for the actual Hellboy books, but BPRD is just awesome. It's mm. so well, and you know what? There's a Wendigo in it. Doug Jones. Well, your, your character is friends with the Wendigo in the BPRD ooh, books. If I can play the Wendigo and Abe. Now you're doubling up. You're, 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 Come on. <laughs> well, I know. I Remember, played, he's doubled up I before. I played three characters in Hellboy 2. I was uh, Abe Sapien. I was the Angel of Death. 
In your Johan. And I was also no, I was oh. I was uh, I was uh, uh, the Chamberlain, which was a small uh, scene where oh. Prince Nuada comes home to confront his father in the underworld in oh, the Elfin, yeah. and I was like, oh hello, welcome, sire. Oh, that's right. right. It who, was a flyby. Who but, did the puppetry for Johan? Who was in the Johan suit? Uh, two actors. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, uh, oh dear. Norma. Blank. No, wait, wait. No, uh, John Alexander mm-hmm. was one of them. Uh, he's an always oh, he's an, an old time like staple in Hollywood. He played uh, Mighty Joe Young, and uh, he's in a lot oh, of like. Oh, jeez. So the uh, original? Okay. Uh, that was a claymation. Uh, yeah, it was very good. <laughs> uh, and uh, and also, um, um, this is embarrassing because I. We're, it's okay. We're friends, and it's I'm okay. blanking. We get, we get the Rolodex. Yeah, Your I, I cell phone. He blanked on Denzel Washington. It's okay. Oh, are you sure? It also starts with a. A J. Sing him a jig. Jason, Jonathan, James. Can, you know, Jeremy. Look, if we look this up on IMDb right now. Jarrett. Uh, you, have, you have to Jehovah. cut this out. <laughs> Jehovah. <laughs> it's Jehovah. No. Jump in Jehoshaphat's. Uh, <laughs> How much yeah. are we okay? Uh, 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 yeah, we, we got 13 minutes. Okay, good. Uh, do you want to throw me my laptop? Jackson. Well, we'll do this right now. Because we got to fix this. Jackson? I can't, I can't see... No. Oh, good gosh, this is horrible. Jerome? No. No. Uh, 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 John Alexander and... Well, while he... Go- I mean, he they trade it off. They trade it off back and forth. Because John you Alexander... You know what? He, Doug Jones don't... He don't trade off. He don't trade mm-hmm. off. Any more of the Hellboy animated thing? Uh, yeah, we're going to get more Hellboy animated. There was an, oh, another one uh, that Ron did by himself. Uh, without Without Selma and me. We were, our characters weren't in it. Oh, that's uh, cool. Uh, uh, oh, is that the one where he's at the bottom of the ocean? In the, in the comics, he's at the bottom of the ocean. I like so. the. I, I read all the comics, Doug. I read all that stuff. James Dodd. James, James Dodd. Dodd. Thank yeah. you. <sighs> James Vo- Dodd. Voiced by Seth MacFarlane. Okay. Yeah, we're, Seth we're MacFarlane. Gonna... I knew Seth MacFarlane had done the voice. Okay. James oh, Dodd. Um, it was on Layer Cake and uh, and Stage Beauty. You guys may know him there. Right. But uh, there you go. That's James hilarious. Dodd. And I love James. We we talk. I can't. Why would James, I? James, it's all right. It's all right. I, mean, I t- told you to start with a J. Am I? That's the most horrible James, thing ever. James needs to understand. You were just almost attacked by DSL Bear. I was, and, and I've been rattling off names. Rattling like, off over names. The last you you got this you, moron over on your right with the and I fingers. Didn't it, you heard what about I heard me? that you have this. Uh, somebody convention says you like remember fans and like you greet people and you remember them. And I didn't believe it, but then seeing your reaction to not being able to remember somebody, it's like, oh yeah, yeah. it must be that. No, it killed me. so killed horrified. <laughs> the, the thing is, we, we, you guys remember that we uh, interviewed Doug back in 2007, 2007. at like, like Wizard World LA. It, I remember that. And, it, and you like, signed an autograph for Laura and that's when she just fell in love with you. She aww, loves the fun and all this. And she, and, and she was like, Jonathan, you have to clean up your office. This is my office queen. Okay. <laughs> and she's like, you have to clean up your office for Doug. Really? You have to at least like do oh. some stuff. What? What do I got? But at, at least, at least you have, oh, yeah, have you, Valley you have Valley Girl. Not only that, Doug. <laughs> not only that, Doug. Uh, I'm I'm really good friends with Josie Cotton, who performs at the prom in Valley Girl. I, I directed a video for her, and of course she did. we're talking about doing more work. But All right. how funny is that? That's hilarious. Valley Girl yeah, has yeah. a very special place in my heart. And in your office. <laughs> right There's there. all sorts of stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just You're off camera. Of, uh, Got... Gateway geek films. Gateway uh, geek films. What do you mean like, by that? I would, I would say <laughs> if, if there's somebody who's not a geek and I kind of want to introduce them to something, ease them into stuff. Yeah, yeah. Like, oh. I want to ease them into our culture. Like, right. I culture. I end up showing or like Dan's Labyrinth yeah. or I show them Hellboy. Because it's mm-hmm. like, it's stuff that's not seeped in 
superheroes and, and right it, and, it has and, a human appeal to it yeah. that, that anyone can identify especially with especially yeah. the pan's labyrinth especially the pan's labyrinth right. i was able to right. introduce a lot of people yeah. to fantasy with that uh my sister for one uh she, she wasn't having was, it she was wasn't able having to introduce it introduce her to foreign films and, and she used to never watch those yeah, yeah, yeah. like we went and saw pan's labyrinth and she's like was the first born film of not now you know, you know, you know uh, right right you know another very good crossover uh, piece would be Hocus Pocus Halloween film oh, yeah, yeah. kid yeah. friendly family friendly Bette Midler, Midler uh, Sarah Jessica Parker Kathy and Jimmy oh, I played like Billy Butcherson you. I was I was Billy the zombie in that yeah. so I had my but a goofy zombie That's I felt great. so I was so happy for you when you got to cut your, your mouth open Hocus, and speak well, I didn't see Hocus Pocus but I think really they turn somebody into a cat yeah, uh, uh, yeah, yeah, it's an evil spell, and this one kid gets turned into a cat. Binks the cat. Binks the cat. Who, who talks? A okay. talking cat. I've only. It's one of those movies that you've only seen like sporadically on TV. Right. Talking cats are not just on YouTube but anymore. You played the husband that treated with the sister and then got. I was Bette Midler, Bette, Bette Midler's boyfriend. No, no makeup ago. though. No makeup though. Uh, zombie makeup. Yes. Okay. Yes. Okay. Uh, uh, but I looked. I was a hot zombie. I was. I was. There's tribute videos on YouTube. You can look. I love the YouTube. Uh, <laughs> the tribute videos on the YouTube. Yes. Everybody makes them. Everybody makes them. Set to music with like a montage the, of like the, stuff. The most Love them. insignificant thing has a How dare video. you? This is a zombie. It's actually a zombie. No, 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 no. I'm no, taking you bring a guest on the couch just to insult him? I'm saying, I'm saying I paid tribute to him with the I olives. I almost out hey, there are. I almost ruined my marriage with the olives. Yeah. <laughs> and they're made by a man with an arsenal. Uh, <laughs> hey Frank in Long Island. You know he said he goes, "Next time you're in New York, you should come out, we can shoot the shit," which I think is just we can shoot you. We have a fan <laughs> we, we have this are. fan in Long Island <laughs> who takes yeah, we, yeah. That's what he he got a Geekscape tattoo. He has an arsenal of guns. He takes photos in his Geekscape shirt in front of it. Oh, just... don't you love people like now? That's the people that, that pay your mortgage. Thank Shoot you. the Thank shit. You. Shoot the shit. We made a joke about finding somebody in New York and sending him a message. I may have like, to go there. I'm in Atlanta this month. And I'm like... I may have to. I may have to go there to find the blow dart. Yeah, he'll send you a blow dart. Oh, yeah. He's probably got seven. He'll hook you, you up. Probably can't mail he's, that he's shit. your guy. I can't mail. Put that in the mail. He's your guy. That's uh, I completely forgot that you. Billy Butcherson and Hocus Pocus. Awesome. Yeah, it was a one. Got to revisit that one. Well, I got to visit it for the first time, but it may yeah. be worth. It's almost on the Disney, Disney Channel and ABC Family during Halloween season. The yeah. twenty, the thirteen days of Halloween, and then on yeah. ABC Family. It's always on there. Doug, do you, do you play any like video games? Do you read comics? Like, what do you do? What do you geek out on? I I, I read the Archies when I was a kid. Oh really? I'm an Archie comics person. Uh, uh, so I, you know, Betty, Veronica, Archie, Jughead. Where did Reggie. you fall in that debate? Oh, which was hotter? Yes. Betty or Veronica? <laughs> yes, sir. Yes, sir. This is very I, important. Uh, you know what? You tell a man. It's like Beatles and Elvis. It's like, what kind of man are you? Betty, without 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 question, Betty. Mm -hmm. uh, she was the nice one. Veronica was the rich, snooty one that everybody was like, "Oh, she's so hot." But I, 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 I get yeah. the brunette. Yeah. I, I take the, the the road less traveled, which would be Betty. I can't remember yeah. which one he married. He got married to. One he, he got married to. Uh, I don't, did he? Uh, did he get married yeah. last year? Yeah. Archie Look got us married. up. Oh, yeah. Archie uh, got married last year. It was like a big thing that four-year-olds cared about. Oh, is there? <laughs> This is, also, but this brings up the Gilligan's Island thing, the the ginger or uh, Marianne. Marianne. You got to go, Marianne. Absolutely, Marianne. Yeah, Marianne. I interviewed Marianne. See, the, uh, she was my first professional yes. interview. Yes. Uh, for a newspaper. Uh, See, the the ginger. Don Wells, and she's a lovely is. woman to she this has, day. She does a, a an acting ranch, like an uh, acting ranch. Yeah, like actors can go to her ranch, and she'll really she takes them what, to no, her seminars. No, so what if she got lost in the woods and had to eat some people? And she came back and had. Give me that. It's a Macintosh. It? There. You want to find out? It's a Macintosh. It is a Macintosh. <laughs> it is an apple. It has flying. Remember the flying uh, toasters? 
No. Remember back in Apple, back Wait, in the day, the screensavers? With, with wings. Yeah, yes, those were back I in the do. day. That's right. Betty. What are we looking Veronica. up? Looking up Betty Veronica. What? Archie. Marriage. Googling with Doug. That's all right. That's because Doug, Doug has no reference on Archie his own. Archie marries Veronica. Archie marries. Here you go. Here's here. Here is your. Archie marries Veronica. Here is your she, Wikipedia. He Veronica. For the. Guys, we are interrupting the episode because Walton just needs to know. Oh, well, actually, Doug I needed to know. Too. Archie married uh, Veronica, but poor Betty. Poor Betty, so I'm still here for she you. She married Jughead, which is more like me. Wait. You're kind of a Jughead, <laughs> aren't you? Big, uh, yeah, big time. Uh, you're like uh, our Mr. Weatherby, Walton. Um, so, guys. Video games, though, you were asking. Yeah, what do you, what do you, you, you into any of these? I things? also, I also did voice Abe Sapien for the Hellboy video game, Science of Evil. Uh-huh. Uh But I've never played. I don't know how to play a video game until I save my life. I've got this really. There was an indie pack that came out. It's called an indie bundle, and you could uh, raise it for charity. Uh huh. And they would tell you you can buy these five games for as much as you wanted. It was called the indie bundle, and there was a second indie bundle which I bought. And so you buy this bundle of games, and you can say what charities the bundle goes towards. Mm-hmm. And there was a, you know, and there's some really popular games in there. Like you guys play Braid and stuff like that. There was one, Doug, that was really simple that I am addicted to called Osmos. And all it is is this little molecule. And it's mm-hmm. floating in the screen. Mm-hmm. And you take your mouse and you click around it. And what it does is it jettisons parts of itself to propel it around the screen. And it gets smaller as it loses, it pieces. loses pieces. Right. And what you want to do is you want to absorb through osmosis smaller, smaller particles that are floating around and then grow. So you want to you want right. to absorb faster than you're jettisoning as you make your way around the map. That's kind of my model in life. And there, anyway, <laughs> I think. and there are bigger pieces around that you have I'm to. Losing avoid. that, by the way. There, there are bigger molecules around the map that you have to avoid because they'll absorb you, until oh, the, you're big, the, until yeah. you've grown big enough to absorb them. them. So right. you kind of have to make your way between the big ones, around the small ones, and then there's antimatter that you can when you jettison, you can actually push other things when you push off of them. Can you? Which can be a problem because you can make other things bigger mm-hmm. by trying to get away from them. Mm-hmm. Or you can, uh, there's little pieces of antimatter and you can push them into things and they can make them smaller. It's a very simple game. So if we're going to do something like, it's like a, um, mm-hmm. a gateway game for Doug, it would be something <laughs> like that where it's very simple. You just go around and you just click to move this thing around. And yeah. I found it to be so addicting. I've been playing it all week. Now I did. Okay, wait. Recently, someone uh, tried to offer me a gateway game. What which is this? It, it's a, I don't know what it's called. It's a thing. It's where called you... heroin. <laughs> Do not play this game. No, that is no game. Is no, no game. I, but I saw colors I never seen before. <laughs> no, uh, I felt uh, cold it, it, It's a game. It's a game where, where the you start time. with a little clump of something that rolls around the room and collects oh, stuff. Uh, Katamari. Katamari. Is that it? Demasi. Katamari Demasi. That is a good gateway That's game, right? That's a very good gateway yeah, game. Yeah, but I, I, I saw... It's a crazy I, Japanese game. I have no game. skill in getting, like, the... the just. This oh. one's even simpler, Doug, because all you're doing I is I knocked into furniture, it. and I collected... Yeah. I tried and it to rolls them up. I picked chairs up that the weren't... You I get, wasn't you ready for it yet. Stuff. Yeah, you can't... Yeah. Right, 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 right. That's a fun game. That's a fun game. It was fun. I would, I would, I would slow you down and just go to the click game first. Because that one is like it's crazy. What's crazy is that we have someone on the couch who has, who's made it in a living off of body control, but the second he gets a controller, I, he's I like maybe the Wii, shut down. maybe the I, Wii I or the Connect, maybe the Connect, which is motion sensor, and so you just use your body. Oh, okay. you could get into that. I could do that. I use my body. Okay. I make that's how I make my money. Okay. <laughs> you make your money with I, your. I, that's how a girl makes some money. Okay. That's how I make my money. <laughs> stop, uh, stop. Stop. Oh, I'm so sorry. Um, <laughs> 
Tell, uh, watches Geekscape. That's awesome. That would be awesome. She's eighty one. She would love this show. Yes. <laughs> did they have to, Did they have to go with the DSL bear? <laughs> I know, honey, dear, sweetie, love. She's eating black olives. Uh, we, we've got heart. these. Uh, <laughs> yeah. We've got this. Uh, there's a company. <laughs> there's a company. Uh, a couple over the summer, we interviewed uh, Dave Grossman, who made was one of the guys who made the original Monkey Island games, who I love. Uh, I love those games. They were so important to me as a kid. He has a company called Telltale Games. He's a part of. They have the license for Back to the Future, and mm. they were nice enough to send me a review copy of the Back to the Future game, which came out in chapters. And this game uh, is like an adventure game. Basically, you're Marty, and Doc has disappeared. They're auctioning off. You know, they have a, an estate sale, and in the adventure game. You just click around the screen to interact with different objects, and you have to figure out how to get back into... You have to first find where in time Doc is missing, because he's been missing for five... It's in continuity with the films. You have to find out where Doc is missing, and you have to fly back there, and and then it turns out to be the 1930s during Prohibition. And he's in jail. You have to figure out how to get him out of jail. And uh, in this game, they've gotten... The artwork is better than the Monkey Island ones that they've done. Uh, the voice acting is spot on. It sounds like Christopher Lloyd in... in uh, it is Christopher Lloyd. It is Christopher Lloyd for this? It is Christopher that sounds Lloyd. like Christopher Lloyd. He does but, a lot of voice work. And the Marty, the Marty is awesome. Whoever is doing... Um, we, we posted a behind-the-scenes thing at some... Whoever is doing the Matthew J. Like Fox is spot like on. Mm. If you guys enjoyed the adventure games, if you guys enjoyed the, the Monkey Island games, definitely download the first chapter of this Back to the Future game. I can't recommend it enough. It's a bit on the easy side, so it can work for a gateway to adventure games for most of you guys. Uh, it's easy and it's short, but I think that'll get you to download it more so than, uh, than anything else. So if you guys have been looking to get into adventure games, this is a pretty good one to get into. Mm. Uh, and I look forward to the next four chapters. You know, It's bite-sized. You'll enjoy it. Um, Doug. Yes. We, you have not only uh, do we have to go on Netflix and get My Name Is Jerry you get my name Netflix, is Jerry. but you have a uh, oh sorry I'm like dropping things. Look, Body Control, <laughs> complete fool. Uh, <laughs> he has a coffee table book coming out called Mine Very Own Book. Mine, mine, the, mine, mine. the very own book, a coffee table book that comes out in December of 2011. That's so, next. 2011. He's also got some uh, some uh, movies that straight you, to DVD. Like the type end of, of releases. the road. End of the Road, Absentia. a psychological thriller. Absentia, like a, another psychological thriller that I have a special cameo in. Uh, uh, also, um, uh, Grayscale, a mafia movie. I play a mafia hitman in. Uh, e. Yes. E. 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 And uh, 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 oh, uh, a couple of, of other fun. I've been branching out, branching out. Uh, there's an iPhone app called the Alphabet Sonnets. You can download that onto your iPhone, and it will give you. A through Z uh, limericks uh, with each letter, uh, and, and I voice the whole thing That's with insane. animation artwork that you can play with on your. You can page. download that now. If you have kids, you can download it now. Uh, if you have kids, it's great for them. Uh, it was written for as a bedtime story for kids anyway. So, uh, uh, and uh, I got love performing that. Also, uh, another downloadable uh, is a radio, old school radio drama with with Ron Perlman and me, directed by Larry Fessenden, who directed an Our Skin and Bones mm-hmm. uh, episode. That's funny because itself. we're doing the top ten uh, radio dramas of all time this week. This on week site. on our site, are you? So, so. so we will throw out a special mention. And you can download that. Uh, this is downloadable. It's called uh, the, the series is called uh, Tales Beyond the Pale, Tales from Beyond the Pale, and this episode is called uh, This Oracle Moon. Well, guys, that's our Geekscape for the week. Thank you, Doug, for coming on. Thank you for having me. And we will see you guys next week for another Geekscape. Uh, check What's us out Twitter on really Facebook, Twitter, the actor Doug Jones. Actor Doug Jones. Actor Doug, actor Doug Jones. Jones. And you can find all my all my Twitter, Facebook, MySpace at thedougjonesexperience.com. 
There you go, guys. We'll see you on Facebook, Twitter, MySpace, Facebook, yeah, all that follow stuff. Us, follow us. We'll see you guys next week. Check us out on Geekscape.net as well. All right? We'll promote all that stuff that Doug just mentioned in case you get lost. <laughs> you can always rewind and rewatch. It's true. It's true. <laughs>